Hello everyone, this is Bob and Threadbear, and welcome back to Fighting in Harmony, a Lancer campaign. Where we last left off, the vanguard of the revolution successfully defeated Penelope Agrotisa in single combat, with a little help from some friends, and in so doing, allowed the island of Baritone to take on new management. Management that you have arranged ahead of time. And thanks to a deal you cut with the subharmonics, that new leadership should stay in place, at least for the time being. Hopefully at least long enough to repair the wind wall. The massive paracausal wall that protects the island and ensures that just the right amount of moisture and wind approaches every corner of the island. But those are all worries for other people in other parts of the world. You are all back in the Jinxin, the massive underground city that is uh, remarkably empty aside from yourselves. A couple support members, one POW, and of course, the NHP demo. I will say that some time has passed since the mission ended. But before we go into any further details, perhaps we would all like to discuss what we gained during the level up. No need to go into all the gritty details, just explain what license level you got and what new bond power you are working with. Uh, I will go first on that. I took a license level with the... Oh my gosh, these fucking letters. I hate acronyms. The IPSN. The, the IPS North Star. I took the first license level with their Drake frame. Big defense. Big bulky boy. And in terms of bonds, I actually did some shuffling. I got rid of nothing to fuck with and replaced that with the wall. Also from my uh, Titan bond class, which is if you stand in defense of another person, they cannot take stress while you are still conscious and you remain within arm's reach. Instead, you take stress each time they would take stress. You can't take any action or concentrate on anything else while defending someone. I become the wall. I stand in front of somebody and take everything for them. But do they need no education? <laughs> no, A-Pad a it. A-Pad the musical reference. But then as the actual new one that I got, because I had two from my class... I was empowered to then take one from another class. In this case, I did the Magus, and I took to the Brink, which is, if you would take enough stress to break, roll 1d6. On a 4 or greater, ignore all stress you would take. On a 6, additionally, clear a stress. I, I am the reactive wall. I sit on the edge. I hopefully never ever break, and sometimes hitting me makes me stronger. And then, because I took a skill from another class that activated my veteran power, and I received my class boon, the boon of iron. At the end of the session, if anyone, yourself included, 
performed an extraordinary or expiring feat of athleticism, acrobatics, or physical force, describe it. Give somebody who witnessed it or participated in it one experience. Just a good way for me to spread the love around at the end of every session. And most of the bond boons are along those lines. Yeah. So I, for my new license, I chose the first license level of the Lich, which is a very fun frame that I'm looking forward to next level. But uh, for right now, I only get a system and a weapon from it. I think I've installed both into mine. Yes, I've installed the Unraveler, which is a main mount weapon. You can fire it any time, has range 10. It deals 2d6 damage, has reliable 2. But the thing is, unless that damage would cause the frame to take structure damage, it only does reliable 2. And then the system that you get is Wandering Nightmare. Within my sensors range, I can choose I can generate a blast 2 zone that negates reactions. If they start their turn in that blast, they have to make a system save or take two heat and become slowed. And just no matter what, everything in that zone cannot make reactions. Allies included. So uh, don't go into that zone, everybody. Worth noting that it is a full tech action. Yes. Rather than the usual quick tech. Yes. For my bond power, I forget which class this is from, but I chose Stroke of Luck. So Stroke of Luck is when you fail a skill check and take stress, put yourself into danger, or seriously mess up, tell the GM you stumble onto something lucky of their choice in the way of a forward, an opportunity, or a lucky break. You or another character gain plus one accuracy on the next check acting on the Stroke of Luck. It's from The Fool, by the way. And then Boon of Chaos, which is my veteran power, is... At the end of the session, if there was a particularly funny or chaotic moment or scene, describe it. Give someone who is part of the fun or chaos 1xp. And since Namtab is absent tonight as well, that leaves us with Ape. Okay. For my bond, uh, I took uh, Tear Throat. You can instantly kill any NPC in arm's reach of you without rolling, but must first pay the cost. And as for my mech, I took the first license level of the uh, Harrison Armory Sherman. It's just generally kind of a tankier, more front lines version of what I'm already kind of doing. So, mostly laser-based, apparently. Fair enough. And I normally don't count XP at the end of a downtime session, which this is. But I think for the, for the sake of testing it out, we will try out those boons at the end of tonight's session, assuming they come up. Cool, cool, cool. Excellent. In any event, I believe that before the mission briefing and then the official downtime activity, I would like to go over a couple of uh, dangling threads that occur before that mission briefing begins and also interactions with your mech manufacturers. Yeah. Yep. And 
now that some of you have license levels from multiple manufacturers, I would like to say that you are permitted to have one interaction with one of your manufacturers. Hmm. Hmm. You are allowed to choose which one. So I get to choose between either the new person or giving good footage of me turning Penelope's mech to slag with a Harrison Armory weapon to the woman who seems to absolutely desperately want to sleep with me. I will say that that is a bonus objective from the last mission. You can clear that out without having to talk to her. Oh, praise be. I am definitely going to speak with my new rep. I want to interact with somebody who isn't psychotic. <laughs> Ideally. She's not psychotic. She's just several degrees removed from the front line and so has no sense of perspective on what's happening. Bloodsports! Yeah. Either way, I would like to interact with the North Star representative. Fair enough. And do you release the footage to Harrison? Yeah, I have zero problem with uh, publicizing Penelope getting fucking owned. <laughs> this is one I do not have any moral objections to. She was an awful person. I kicked her ass. I feel good about it. Everybody else should feel good about it. In that case, for a particularly juicy bit of footage, you are being provided with supplies. This is gear allowing easy crossing of a hazardous or hostile area. You will understand the, uh, the context of that once the mission briefing begins. So, your conversation with your new manufacturer representative. The screen blinks up and you find yourself effectively across the table, across the desk, from a man in a very official-looking uniform. It is not military, from what you can tell, but it is very military-inspired. It is somewhere between what you would consider a civilian and an army officer's outfit. The man is... His hair is more white than gray at this point has a very distinguished-looking mustache on his upper lip and a hard look in his eye that tells you that you are being assessed from the very moment you appear on his screen. Despite the angle of the camera, I am not seated. I am standing at attention. Essentially, I don't know what kind of person I am going to be faced with here, so I am putting my best posture forward. Spine straight, eyes forward. Fair enough. So the man, uh, as I said, gives you a very appraising look, and then says to you, My name is Harold Larson Natstein, the Interplanetary Shipping North Star Company. I am in charge of outreach programs 
the various mercenary teams, anti-piracy groups, etc. Including, as you might surmise, your own little rebel organization down there on Delphi. To whom do I have the pleasure of speaking? My name is Jean-Luc Armand. Very well, Mr. Armand. Thank you for shopping with IPSN. Hope that our relationship will be a long and fruitful one. Aside, of course, from all of the jackasses who need to die. And speaking of long and fruitful, I do have a certain request that has come my way that you would be perfect for fulfilling. There is a private military company on our rolls would like to provide the impression that they are performing in more theaters than they actually are. Has to do with advertisement, getting the name out, proving that they are worth something to the people who have the money and the desire to hire their company. Said company's name is Albatross. Their icon is exactly what you think it is. Does Delphi have albatrosses? Probably. Imported. Do we have the same mythology about them? Yeah, that's why they were imported. I'm not sure that you would have the same mythology around them. Okay. But they are remarkable birds, nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. And so, my request for you is quite simple. You will apply a custom paint job to your primary mech... That paint job will include the Albatross logo. For doing so, I am authorized to provide you with an additional stipend that you are at liberty to use as you see fit during the progress of your next mission. What is your assessment of this Albatross company? Is it worthwhile to promote them? They are a primarily anti-piracy outfit. That is, after all, what our mechs are mostly designed for. As a matter of fact, they are quite capable in zero-gravity conditions. That's not to say, of course, that you will be uh, inhibited in any way by acting planet-side, as I have no doubt you are. But those companies that use our mechs extensively are usually in it to... Uh, fight against those who would disrupt shipping, kidnap people either for ransom or to sell into slavery and other disreputable actions. I understand that there are other manufacturers who do not share our scruples on this matter, and for that matter, I must admit, IPS is a large company and not all of our dealings live up to our creed. But I have worked with Albatross extensively in the past, and I can assure you that, at least by the standards of a private military company, they are better than most. Agreeable, then. Very well. We'll send you a stipend for too long. Should receive it in time for the next mission your uh, group will undergo. Unless you have any further questions about myself or the company, 
I believe this concludes our interaction. One more, if I may. Gestures for you to continue. What is IPS's relationship with Harrison Armory? Harrison handles its own business. They neither need nor want us in their space. And speaking personally, I rather prefer it that way. Very good. That will be all then. It was a pleasure speaking to you. Likewise. Cut communication. Sigh with relief that I do not seem to have gotten an absolute psychopath this time. <laughs> Just posture melts. Oh. Honestly, out of all of them, they seem the most reasonable. Praise be to the Yeah, he's, uh, compared to the rest, he's fairly normal. IPSN, in general, is a fairly straight shooting company. Yeah. They are designed to uh, protect the shipping lanes, and that is what they do best. The Smith's Shimano rep is uh, eccentric, but I personally, the player, do not have a problem with transhumanism, so they're cool with me. But um, Horus is a nightmare factory, and Harrison Armory are a pack of fascists. So <laughs> I, uh, I've lucked out here. I feel good about this one. Maybe someday one of us will interact with the, the fucking... Who are these people? The GMS company rep. Because they actually do have core bonuses. Might be worth the take. Anyway, I think that's it for me. In a sense, you already are, because GMS is wholly owned by the union. They're effectively a state capitalism company. Hmm. Alrighty. And anyway, speaking of that stipend... I will do this for you. Roll a d20 three times. Alrighty. I got a 16, a 12, and a 14. Average rolls. Alright. In that case, based on the funding that you're apportioned and on what IPSN has available, you are able to choose from one of three mech equipment and gear selections. For the 12, you can get Redundant Repair, which is the ability to stabilize as a free action once per mission. For the 14, Systems Reinforcement. You get a plus one accuracy to skill checks made with one skill, Coal Agility Systems or Engineering, for the entire mission. Last, you can get Smart Ammo, all weapons of your choice can be fired as if they were smart, as in targeting e-defense rather than evasion. Alright, do I need to commit to picking one of those now, or can I have a few weeks? Before the end of the downtime session. Understood. I will choose while other people are interacting with company reps then. Fair enough. Speaking of which, who would like to do so next? Hey, Horace. You want to talk to Horace? Yeah. Let's talk to Nightmares. Nightmare time. Nightmare time. Nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. Colin, you really should look into the Econoclast talent. By the way, it seems, if you're going to go all in on Horace, it seems very up your, aisle, up your alley. Where do you want to be when Nali contacts you 
be in my quarters desperately trying to figure out how to have this thing make a margarita that's acceptable if it kills me. Alright. Naturally, you don't have any luck from the the food extruders. Right. So it's really more a matter of figuring out who to contact up through the uh, supply chain that you arranged way back in Mission 1. You've gotten yourself some gin, but it is not the kind of gin that you like in your margaritas. Or wait, uh, martinis. Gin is martini, margarita is tequila. Which one did you say? I did say mar margarita this time. Usually it's martini. I think by now, Connor has accepted we're not gonna get a good martini. Let's go for another drink. Margarita. That should be easier. It's not any easier. Oh my god. Colin just has Jimmy Buffett on the brain. I do. <laughs> Rest in peace. I will say that while Soprano is a mostly arid, desert-like island, it is not the right kind of environment for the, uh, the what do you call them? The the agave cactuses that produce tequila. And for its part, baritone is definitely too temperate to provide that kind of supply. And so you, you've been having to jump through a few hoops, speak to a few different people in order to arrange for a shipment of tequila to end up somehow in the Metal Star. And it is as you are attempting to contact yet another individual that uh, the screen goes blank aside from that sound wave that usually shows up when Nawi's speaking to you. Which they do, and start out by saying, Hey there, kid. Ah, Nawi. Nice to speak with you. Again, first time. I make that joke every time. Yeah, I'm not sure it's funny every time. <laughs> it is to me. Well, you know what's funny to me? I saw what license you got next. Ooh, you picked a fun one. Yeah, I was looking at that, and uh, if I'm correct, this thing manipulates time itself? How do you get it to do that? We ask it politely. If you ask it rudely, it'll manipulate time but in ways you don't like. Fair enough. By the way, I just have to ask. I can't call you a cherry boy anymore. Since you're working your way up a second neck ladder, the question on everyone's mind is, now that you've had some experience, are you a power bottom or a sassy sub? <laughs> I would like to announce my resignation from this campaign. <laughs> I know the answer to this. I just want to know. I just need to think of how Connor would answer it. Connor is a gigantic brat. <laughs> So it's the latter. No, no. Connor's honestly a switch, because it just depends on who's uh no. who he's sleeping with. Let, I'm not even going to bait you on that. No. Just <laughs> flat out no, it's not. I really can't see Connor taking care of anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True, fair enough. He he is the the brattiest, neediest sub. Let's <laughs> Let's all be real here. I'd like to say I'd lean more towards the former, but... Can't say I'm surprised. 
though I am a little surprised. Last time, you didn't send us any information about the enemy mech. Didn't get close enough to it to get a reading. That's disappointing. That means no little perks for you this time. Try to do better. I'll do my best. Until then, maybe get a bouquet. Show your dom that you care. <laughs> and the screen blinks. It's weird that Connor died during a downtime. <laughs> Connor says to a blank screen, That would imply that I have romantic feelings towards anybody at all. But okay. That's not how that works, Colin. It isn't Connor's mind. He doesn't think of shit like that. It's, it's also in your mind because you said it out loud because you thought that's how it worked. Come on. No. Connor just decides that he's not owned. Whether or not that is true is... Well, it, it isn't, but Connor has decided that he's not owned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not owned. I'm not owned. I say as I shrink slowly into a corn cob. Cool beans. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to talk to Harrison Armory because I have no business with S- S- Smith Shimano right now. You don't want to become even more of a genetic monster? Not right now. <laughs> now if I'm going to be doing business with Harrison, I should talk to them. That's fine. Just for the record, you do not have to talk to the representative from your latest license level, but if you so choose, then let's go with that. So, this is your first time interacting with her, but it is the same individual that Jean-Luc has spoken with during prior downtimes. A dark-skinned woman who, as you connect to her, she appears to be using her phone or handheld communicator while standing in a restaurant and uh, she seems to be concentrating on something as you pop up and she says uh, oh hey there just a minute it's kind of in the middle of something oh all right sure it won't take a second otherwise it wouldn't have taken your call don't worry about it and done she flips the phone around and you see what she was doing. She was apparently taking pictures of several plates of food arranged around the edge of a circular table. Looks nice. I like her less than I did before. <laughs> so, you know, I had to, uh, you know, get some photos, share into my accounts, you know, uh, advertise local businesses, that sort of thing, you know. Made an arrangement with this one just to uh, make it out to seem like I've been eating at their place all week long. So, uh, you know, one food for each day. Anyways, how you doing? I see you've got that sort of rugged chic. That that's good for you. Thanks. I'm <laughs> um, browsing your catalog, and I look. I took an interest in your uh, Sherman mech. Seems like it would be a good fit with my needs, so I'm... Oh, sure, sure. Uh, looks like your dossier says you're the Team Sniper. 
Well, have you ever attached a camera to any of your uh, shells or bullets? You can get some crazy kill shots by doing that. I'll keep that in mind. Uh, yeah, uh, sniper is the current role. I'd like to be a little more, you know, have something a little more balanced in case I need to be front line. So, uh, hence the sermon. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's all great. Like I told your team member, here at Harrison, what we're mostly looking for is good footage that can advertise what our mechs are capable of. So, in fact, if you do put a camera into one of your bullets, that would be great for us. I can make that happen for you, in fact, and if you get me some good footage, I can get you some good resources. How about? One question. I'm not currently using one of your mechs at the moment. Does I, That seems like it would be a problem in regards to your marketing. The mech would be good, but... So long as you're killing people with Harrison Armory weapons, that's what's important. Now, the weapons I picked are lasers, and I think it might be a little difficult to put a camera on a laser, so... Oh, right, okay. Yeah, we, we can put one on your gun. That's no problem. Okay. Use it as a sight, in fact. Alright, okay. Glad we could clear that up. Uh, that sounds... Acceptable. Sure, good to hear. Nah, I'm not hungry. Okay, you can take these all away. God. Well, it was interesting talking to you. Uh, I look forward to doing business in the future. Yeah, likewise. See you around. Click. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm gonna track down John Luke real quick. <laughs> Uh, hey, are you... Can I just, like, have a moment of your time? Always. I just got off the comms with Harrison Armory. I reach out and put a hand on your shoulder. Like, what the hell was that? <laughs> was that... Is that to say... Did you get, a like, a social media woman? Is, is that what you got, or was that a different... Did you get a different rep? This sounds like the person I've been interacting with, yes. She was taking um, photos of seven different meals so that she could blog them during the week and then just threw them away? Yes, th this is absolutely who I've been speaking with. Okay. I, I, I expected some things from Harrison Armory when, you know, just based on their general... I don't want to say vibe, but that's the closest word I can think of at the moment because my brain has currently been put through a blender. But yeah, I expected a lot of things, and that wasn't anywhere on the list. I will say I have never had a truly pleasant interaction with her. Great. Uh, you talked with um, the Smith Shimano rep, though, yeah? No. Who was it then? I spoke with Northstar. Oh. Did she hit on you? No. Called me rugged, but that's a fairly accurate description. Did... Does she hit on you? Incessantly. Maybe you're her type. That does not... fill me with joy. I have no other possible explanation. Maybe I'll get it next session? I don't know. I don't know at all. I, I'm 
just confused. I'm gonna take a walk. Would you like me to come with you? No. No, I need to do some thinking. I'm just gonna go for a walk. I'll be back at, at some point. When you are done, I would suggest a shower. That typically helps me recover. Noted. Thanks. Turn around as he's leaving. Stare at the ceiling of whatever corridor we're in for a minute. Why just me? Why only me? Walk away. Resume whatever I was doing. You know you've succeeded as a GM when you make your players feel feelings. (laughs) (laughs) In this case, discomfort. I like that, like, like there's a whole, there's the Horus representative, and this is the, you know, Colin's character has talked to that person at least, you know, a few times. But is the Harrison army represented that makes somebody, uh, makes a PC talk to another PC to be like, what the hell? <laughs> well, Connor is an idiot. So I'm not surprised that he has not gone to anybody else and been like, hey, I might be dealing with a literal monster who is possibly sexually harassing me. Can I, um. <laughs> same, I actually. Hug? Same, same. <laughs> can I get like a hug or something uh... I will say that the camera sight promised to you is mechanical in nature Okay. I will be giving you the accuracy tactical advantage which will give you plus one accuracy specifically to the Harrison armory weapon is that custom or is that pre-existing somewhere? It is under the tactical advantages section of the reserve list. Anyway, Jean-Luc, there is something else. I believe last time after you had your uh, video speech that you put on the Omninet you send a private message to your family. They did not respond. Mm-hmm. They have now responded. Oh. Your uncle has sent a message that says, Call me right away. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Genuinely was not expecting a response from anybody at any point, so I'm a little bit taken aback by this. Where the fuck did I put the list? I actually wrote names for a a fistful of relatives. I have uncles Garlin and Loring. Which of them would you say is your family patriarch? I mean, it would be... So one of them would be my father's brother, and one of them would be my mother's brother. Which one was the French name and which one was the English? Loring is exclusively French, so it would be that. Everybody on my dad's side of the family has French names, including myself. Everybody from my mom's side of the family has English names. Would your great-uncle not be the patriarch? I suppose he could. I'm not 100% certain how a great-uncle exists. I knew I knew that at the time I typed it. I don't know it now, because it's been actual months. The sibling of a grandfather or grandmother. Oh, yeah, and my my grandpa was the family patriarch before he died gloriously in battle, so 
Yeah, I guess it would be Great Uncle Montague. Grunkle. Never. Yes, that is that is where Grunkle comes from. Alright, so, to be clear, your message comes from your family patriarch, Great Uncle Montague. Okay. Well, like I said, I did not expect to be contacted by anybody. Kind of expected to just get disowned. So, getting anything from anybody throws me for probably a whole day. I'm gonna say it throws me for like a whole day, and I gotta take a whole day to be like, Ooh, boy. Okay. But I will return the message. He said call me, right? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, I will ask Demu to do what she can to put together an encrypted line, and then I will call Great Uncle Montague. Alright, and the message is sent from your private quarters, which you do have the ability to lock. You're not totally convinced that Demu is not capable of listening in on this conversation. I just assume she is. Assume I do not have privacy in this place from her. She does provide a certain amount of reassurance but never in the factually pinned down sort of way. <laughs> but uh, do you want to do your great uncle's description or shall I? Take it away. Great un uncle Montague is a man who is clearly past his prime, but also clearly had quite the prime during his presence. There is still a certain amount of muscle tone to his body, certainly a strong amount of pride in his eyes and his bearing that you have only been able to emulate in your own life. Every outfit he ever wears is pristine and pressed and unwrinkled in any sense. And while he does wear military trappings when appropriate, most of the time he, his outfits are conservative, but of the fashion of the nobility. He has long since shaved off all of his hair. He may have even gotten a treatment to make sure all of it was gone, simply so he wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. The only exception being a sort of a tuft of hair on his chin that he wears long, short, or shaven off, just as a small concession to his own sense of fashion and uh, personality. At the moment, it is short, but it appears to be... Uh, he appears to be waiting for it to grow. And as soon as the connection is made, he says, Jean-Luc, my boy. I've heard the good news. I cannot stop my eyebrows from going up at good news. Yes, it's not every day that you fight in a duel with a member of the harmonic choir and come out the victor. That did happen. How do you know? Well, a funny little man from the subharmonics contacted me. Settled a few things that we had been uh, wondering about, especially after that little 
manifesto or whatever it was that you uh, posted. He explained to us that uh, it was simply a matter of uh, falling in line with your new mentors or whatnot and uh, ensuring that the actions that you would be undergoing would not reflect poorly upon uh, ourselves, our family. Yeah, I, I had been standing with military posture at the start of the conversation and then when he says subharmonics just like I, I crumple a little bit <laughs> hand goes up and covers my mouth and there's just this <sighs> stands it back up properly through the rest of his words that is largely accurate yes did not wish for you all to suffer for my actions. Of course. Although I will say you gave your mother fits when that video came out. See, her mind has been put at ease now. Although you could have done us the favor of giving us forewarning that you were going after Penelope, we did manage to salvage some funds from that a greenhouse venture, but a little forewarning probably would have gotten us a significant profit instead. Squank my mouth to the side a little bit. Things progressed rather quickly after a certain point. The opportunity passed before I knew that I even needed it. Yes, well, I can forgive you for... Uh, Allowing that to happen this once, but in the future I do expect you to keep the family abreast of the political machinations that your uh, superiors are undergoing. We do like to keep ahead of this thing, and it is your job to protect this family's well-being. Speaking of which, I understand from that funny little man that uh, having outdueled the dueling master of the harmonic choir you are entitled to take her seat but of course you haven't done so yet since you were incognito at the time and so you will need to announce who you are and who the count poupon you truly was in order to uh, actually get that in motion what would this entail? Everything I just said. Haven't they explained it to you? Simply tell the world that uh, the Count, and may I say that was a very crass name, you should bring that up with whomever furnished you with it. I have. And once that's done, you simply lay claim to the new status. Of course, it will need to be ratified, and I suppose you are technically in rebellion at the moment. But whatever bastard of the royal family you're working for will be sure to ratify it once you win. Oh, and that reminds me. Uh, we shouldn't put all of our eggs in one basket. I shall be the public face of the family that is loyalist. And uh, you continue to work from your side, and... Uh, that way, whoever wins, we've at least got a foothold. 
tactically sound. Of course. But don't worry about the ratification. As long as everyone knows that you are entitled to a seat, that should carry significant weight. As long as doing so will allow me to better keep all of you safe. And I suppose advance my own agenda. Of course. Certainly couldn't hurt. It's been far too long since an Armand has been in the Harmonic Choir. It will be a significant boost to the prestige of this family. I need to clarify something. Is that what I will be doing with this? Is it formally joining the choir? Well, of course, there are personal perks. But you must understand that, as the Patriarch, this family's well-being is my best interest as just as much as it is yours. So as far as I'm concerned, there is no question that you will accept your position within the Harmonic Choir. The benefits to this family will be immediate and significant. Bob, in question, what would I use to... A, what, what honorifics would I use on him? Would I just call him Great Uncle? That's a, kind of a mouthful. Uh, you can call him that if you feel like being familiar, but you probably haven't felt like being familiar with him since you were eight. Yeah. So, that aside, you can address him as Sir, if nothing else. Okay. Reach up, massage my forehead for a moment. Sir, have you... Are you aware of Brother General Aaron Sunder's current condition? Yes. An unfortunate casualty of... Politicking, as I understand it. No, sir. That was also me. Yes, well, I assume you were under orders at the time. I had hoped he would be your mentor, but if you bested him in battle, then I suppose he wouldn't have been a very good one. Are you also aware of the present status of the Mud Kickers and their leadership? Hmm. Had a hand in that as well? Did indeed. Never liked McGinnis. Always seemed like an upstart to me. Did not care for her either. Certainly have not seen the last of her. Fled before we could finish things. Sir, I would like to be very clear here. I have a personal investment in the survival of exactly one member of the Harmonic Choir, but as of right now, our mission parameters involve their elimination in totality. All the way up to Moderno. Well, that can hardly be true. I imagine at least some of them were willing to cooperate with your faction, and, uh... Oh, but I suppose that's all been going on above your head. Well, rest assured that probably some of the Armonic Choir members, uh, won't be on your hit list. I pray at least one will be allowed to be spared. But... I smile, ruefully. I will need to speak to my superiors on the notion of joining the Harmonic Choir. Any potential tactical advantages or vulnerabilities it might create in our operation will need to be evaluated before I make a move. You do that, but you convince them sooner rather than later. Remember, the family comes first. I do wish to put the family first. I don't care what notions about the greater harmony your mother has put into your head. 
In this family, we defend our own. I will see to it that my own are defended. Very good. In the meantime, we should keep communication to a minimum if we are to keep up the appearance of adversity. But do make sure to send a quiet note or two before you start wrecking other factions. Even if you are not able to give us a significant amount of forewarning, any amount of forewarning is better than none. Understood. Good. If possible, a dossier on the family interests sent across this line would be useful. You let me worry about that. You send us anything you think might be noteworthy. Understood. Well then, see to it. And that's as close to a goodbye as you're gonna get. Throw him a salute. Cut comms. Immediately raise Dimu on the nearest wall panel. Yes. Jean-Luc? How much of that were you listening to? What would you like to bring up? My victory over Penelope in a duel has entitled me to a position in the Harmonic Choir. I am being strongly encouraged to take it. Yes, I couldn't see how that would be advantageous. Although you being in open rebellion, of course, the uh, human leader could hardly ratify that position. But it is not unprecedented that those in rebellion have claimed positions within the Harmonic Choir, even before they became official supporters of the current government. And in the long run, we are going to need the support of at least some of the nobles, some of the noble factions, in order for this revolution to succeed. As long as it does not create any significant vulnerabilities for us, it sounds like we should go ahead. We can use your family's estate as your place of residence. That should not raise any eyebrows, and nor give away the position of the Metal Star. Very good. Then I will have some communications to send out. Very well. I will ensure that they are as encrypted as I can make them. All the things I anticipated you pulling on me, Bob and Threadbare, <laughs> this was not one of them. Keep with the kill. Yeah? Let's have somebody else talk for a while. Well, I do also have one more thing for Connor. Okay, yep. So, tell me, how is it that you interact with the OmniNet? Do you have any sort of, you know, email addresses that you use to, you know, sign up for things, correspond? Are there any that you've carried over from your days back before you fell into the metal star. I would say that Connor probably has like a new private email address that he has set up just to make sure that like it doesn't come back to him. But yes, he's kept up with a couple of the ones that he has remembered about. N none of the ones that like require delivery anywhere, but you know. I guess podcasts and stuff that he listens to. Well, I bring this up because on one of your older accounts, you receive 
maybe as a DM, maybe as an email. It's a rather interesting looking uh, message. It says, lonely singles in your area. No sign up required, no fees. Just click the link to get started. Connor's favorite. <laughs> Connor has had experiences with these kinds of ads before. They have led to viruses on his computer. So, uh... But has he learned anything? <laughs> well, technically this isn't his computer, but uh, also... <laughs> Does he know any better? <laughs> look, look, th this computer is a person? Surely it, she has the best antivirus software. Yes, surely she does. Uh, She's mm. her own antivirus. She can just take digital Dayquil and sleep it off if anything goes wrong. Connor is going to hover the mouse over the link and is about to click before going, Demu, is this a scam? can't actually just see into your accounts. There are firewalls. Huh. Connor will explain what he is seeing. It does sound like a skin. Then I probably shouldn't click on it. I am very curious, though. Ugh. I, I want to establish context here. Has this email been, like, sitting dormant for the entire time, and just now this is happening? No. This is a fresh new message received in the past 24 hours from when Connor accessed this account. Ah, oh, okay. So he has been getting activity on this account the entire time. Yes. Got it, got it. Just want, just curious. God. I, the player, am extremely curious as to what's going on. Click it. You're an idiot. Click it. <laughs> Do you think your firewalls would be able to handle anything, any viruses that would potentially come through? <sighs> I just, I'm just in, like in my head. This is like, like what I'm imagining is going on. As Connor right now is thinking to himself, "I'm not a subby little sub, and I'll prove it." <laughs> <laughs> Whatever is happening on your computer is going to stay on your computer. We are connected. But not thoroughly. Click! <laughs> okay. And the metal star explodes. <laughs> you, your cursor turns into little into little hourglass for uh, a second or two, and then then nothing happens. Curious. Huh. Ten minutes later, you get a call from Lonely Single. Except you do notice that the uh, the O in Lonely seems a little odd. It looks like they replaced it with a zero. I will answer it. Hello? Lonely singles are in your area. Lonely singles are closing fast. Once again, lonely you singles. cannot escape from lonely singles. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Connor. Oh, it's you. Yes, it is me. You're really Tom, aren't you? <laughs> you must excuse the facade. But do note that I have not actually lied. I am single. And although I meet many people in my line of work, very few of them I make personal connections to, and thus I am quite often lonely. 
The reason I'm calling today just to get right to it is I heard on the grapevine that you're a sappy little son. <laughs> <laughs> well, that much I can believe, at least. That's good. But, of course, I did call with a reason. I have a question for you. Would you like to have your own show again? How do you mean? Well, during my research of you and your associates, I did happen across your history in show business. From what I can tell, you were at the very least an adequate host. I cannot say more, as I am not terribly interested in game shows. But, should you wish, I do have connections in the industry. Favors owed to myself and my associates that I could call in. Alright, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Connor's not interested because he's getting a movie deal from Demu. So, what do I want to do? What do I want to lie to string this guy along? What can I roll? Because... It's gonna be- it'll be funny just stringing this guy along, being like, Oh, I'm interested in seeing how far- how, how long it takes for him to realize, Oh, no, no, I categorically isn't. believe Connor is not capable of outwitting anyone. Hey, at the very least, conversationally, stringing people along is kind of his whole bag. None of these skill triggers really- I swear you have liar dice. I think they've all been situationally lying- Liar dice? Because none of these are, like, actively lie to someone. Charm is convince a receptive audience or use leverage to get your way, which I don't know if I can swing that. Uh, there's given an inspiring speech or motivate a group of people into action, definitely not. Do something flashy, cool, or impulsive, usually but not exclusively with your weapon, no. And then use force, violence, presence of will, or direct action to take control of something. That third one was show-off, right? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, lying to the secret police on a lark just to see how long you can keep it up is a bit impulsive, but that's not in the spirit of the of the name of the skill. Right. Yeah. Tell a lie. If Bobbin calls for a roll, roll it flat. Yeah. Push yourself. Take a stress. Connell will say, Will you give me... A little while to think on it, at the very least. Oh, by all means, take all of the time you need. But before you do, perhaps you would like to hear my proposition. Because I assume you're already aware I am not asking you to do this for nothing. Fair enough. I'm not offering to do this for nothing. Rather, it is quite simple that I am... Fairly certain that you are not aware of who is really in charge of the rebellion, but any information that you could provide for me could help me to connect some dots, to narrow down the options. That is all I really need. And in exchange, I can get you in touch with a producer, one who has the hymn leader's ear. I understand that you have had trouble choosing good patrons in the past. I assure you that the leader of the very planet we sit on is a good patron to have. And meanwhile, I, I have to wonder 
what your current leaders have promised to you. Have they actually put you in touch with any producers? Have you been in talks with any publishers about arranging ghostwriters for your autobiography? Perhaps they have been stringing you along, making many promises, but not delivering on much. You deliver on what you can to me. You will be speaking to a producer on the next day. Again, give me time to sleep on it. Certainly. And do make sure to ask what the timeline is for the current promises that have been given to you. I will be in touch. We have established we're both very untrustworthy of the Union. <laughs> the thing is, even if the Union isn't trustworthy, the current leadership is actively fucking over the planet, and Connor has had at least some amount of character development to the point where, like, he cares about that a little bit. But a TV show. But a TV show! I will say that, uh, at the very least, the uh, elements led by the hymn leader directly seem to be against the uh, aspects of leadership that are fucking over the planet. And besides that, Dimu has not really mentioned anything about a movie deal since she got you on board in the first place. There has not been an ongoing conversation about that. So, Dimu, I'm guessing you heard that. Heard what? Ah, well, our friend Agent Null has... Nil. Don't, don't correct it. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh. I was, I, I was... <laughs> Honestly, like, even if it wasn't... That's entirely within Connor's uh, character to just, like, not care about this guy so much that he doesn't hasn't bothered actually memorizing his name. I Real quick, Colin, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just... Both times a player character has asked, Dimu, how much of that did you hear? She gave a very non-answer. Yeah. Just something I noticed just now. Yeah. Keeping that in mind going forward. Our friend Agent Null uh, has said that he can hook me up with a new TV show in exchange for information on the leadership of this rebellion. He mentioned that uh, he can get me in touch with producers the next day and has brought up that you yourself have not, not held up on your end of the bargain of the uh, movie deal you promised me. Now, to say that I'm purely doing this for the movie deal still, not so true. But I do have to wonder, whatever happened to that? Well, as for the movie deal, I had assumed that you would want an ending to the movie before you started plotting it out. But if you wish to get a head start on your memoirs, I can arrange some meetings for that. I am... A ghost, as far as political influence goes, I have significant physical and monetary resources that can go a long way towards smoothing out any wrinkles of anonymity. That's all I'm asking. Just a start on things. I'm going to keep stringing this guy along, though. Absolutely. 
I do appreciate your being honest with me. And going forward, I would also appreciate you uh, not turning me in to the subharmonics. They already seem to be able to blank out my ability to monitor their conversations, which worries me. You have not given me a reason to do that as of yet. So, consider my lips sealed for now. Well, just be sure to update me on your price for your silence so that I can furnish you with what you desire. Very well. Connor Elias, you twiggy little wastrel. When was the last time you lifted something heavier than 20 pounds? Come here. I need to hide. <laughs> and with that, I believe it is time to bring you all to the mission briefing. Greetings, everyone. Johnny appears to be busy elsewhere at the moment, so I will have to bring him up to speed later. But as for right now, it is time to discuss your fourth mission, which shall take place on the base archipelago. Our codename is Operation Garuda's Ilan. Both me and uh, Connor are like, yes, yes, understand that reference completely, and then uh, does not know what that means. Extremely pop team epic voice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of in-character reactions, bringing up base, Jean-Luc gets a little tense, a little fidgety. Doesn't say anything, though. Now, as you all are aware, base is the largest archipelago that is any significant distance away from the treble supercontinent. And perhaps because of the remoteness of its islands, or the difficulty of the living conditions thereon. The people of base have never fully been subjugated by the harmonic hegemony. Not entirely. The hegemony has claimed some of the larger islands to greater or lesser extents during the various reigns of the hymn leaders, but the smaller islands Never, never fully. And since our revolution is in need of greater manpower, I believe the greatest source of that manpower, of individuals who are trained in fighting, who have the willingness to fight against the hegemony, and who are in significant quantities that we would do ourselves well to recruit the Basians. With that in mind, I have already made overtures to some of the more significant war leaders of the islands. One of them in particular has caught my attention as both being willing to work with outside forces and not slaughter every treble citizen that he comes across. Astonishingly rare quality, unfortunately. And in addition, he does seem to have the organizational leadership and combat experience we are looking for. Someone able to 
first of all, unite the islands under a single person's leadership, and then direct the warriors of those islands outwards to locations where we require the deployment of force. This individual is named Peter Polemos. I believe it is a pseudonym, but it is one that suits him. He already has significant support amongst the islands, but we would need to come in and assist him with defeating his foremost rivals so as to unite the islands under his leadership. Following that, we will need to direct those now united forces towards the travel holdings on the main islands in the archipelago. He has stated quite clearly that doing so would be a condition of his support in our endeavors. With that in mind, I present to you Jason Mendelev. He is a member of the Harmonic Choir. He is also a member of the Upper Nobility. His father is one of the hegemonic electors. And a bit of a character break here because your characters would probably all know about this, even those of you from the sticks. But of the Upper Nobility, there are seven electors. Most of the time, all they do is rubber stamp the chosen successor of the current hymn leader. But occasionally there are succession crises, armed rebellions by relatively remote members of the hymn leader's family. And in those moments, the acceptance or rejection of one of the electors carries powerful political influence. Especially since, more often than not, one of the electors is causing the succession crisis. They are very interbred. That's awesome. They're all going to look like Prince Charles or second Prince Charles II of Spain. Uh, hold on a second. Or just, like, take a photo of Colin's dog. <laughs> Charles II. Yeah, that's sort of the situation. So, Mendelev is a Grand Duke of base. And so he is in charge of the treble operations there, mostly to uh, grow and extract the various spices and fruits and other products that grow better under a fully tropical environment, as opposed to the subtropical and temperate environment on Baraton. He is a sadist and a narcissist. And the first thing he did when he arrived on base was rename the capital city to Jasonville. Aside from the narcissism of that, that's a terrible name for a town. Jasonville, how are you? Hello. Sup, I'm Jason. This is my friend Jason. Jason, 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 Chad, Jason, and Jason. Chad's a nickname, it's actually Jason. Just want to be clear that we're not breaking code here. Anyway, so that's the Jason and Rama over there. That's Jason Theater there. That's uh, the dealership where everyone's dad is employed. 
would be careful about making the Jason jokes once you are there. He has implemented corporal punishment. Corporal or capital? Oh, both. Hmm. He's arrested entire businesses. To be clear, corporal punishment means that you are allowed to physically harm someone as part of a justice system. Okay. I didn't know it existed outside of schools. I didn't know that was a, a, a grander thing. Oh, no, no. That, it also refers to being whipped in public. Got it. Cool. Brad. No, not Brad. Jason, were you not paying attention? I'm sorry, that wasn't very Jason. <laughs> and as you might imagine from his... Uh, personality type, he is part of the Azure faction. Which, as a reminder, is the one that is all in on hedonism. Those are the drug addicts. Drugs and orgies. Yeah, the guys I would definitely get along with. But he is also a member of the Harmonic Choir. And, based on the picture that's coming up as she's providing this briefing, his mech is on the small side, and it is burnt umber in color just sort of uh, brown with a reddish tinge in terms of political consequences if Jason were to die then I believe it would cause significant trouble in the future since his father does have tremendous influence within the government okay so trouble for us or them to be clear Trouble for everyone. If one of the electors were to become personally interested in the insurrection at this point in time, I do not doubt, but all of our current efforts would be significantly pressured. So don't kill the trust one, baby. Alright. If you can. We do need him to get off of base and no longer be in power, but his death will probably cause more trouble than his life is worth. Alright. We have to disrupt the local government, but this time we can't do it by assassinating a powerful figure. Dang. I would be preferred, yes. But, formally, our objective one rendezvous with Peter Palemos in the Jasonville Native Habitat. Objective 2, use force and diplomacy as required to convince opposing base factions to unite under Polemos. And Objective 3, assist Polemos with ejecting tribal leadership from base. Okay. Alright. So let's draw up a plan. Well, I believe specifically at this point, you will be engaging in downtime activities and seeing what you can wrangle in terms of resources from them. Well, Alan hasn't done anything dedicatively in a long time. Let's have him go first. Okay, well, let's see. Well, my first move would be to learn the lay of the land. This is, I think, maybe not the first time, but one of the times that nobody in this party is familiar with the area we're going to. Like, at all. Uh, I have knowledge. Okay, still. I will say no one was familiar with Baritone. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But yeah. Well, we can go and poke around here. We couldn't really do that with Baritone. Yeah, you did have sort of a time limit and uh, window of opportunity, so to speak. 
But I will say the supplies that you have already acquired, it's basically going to cover your inter-island transportation and sleeping conditions. Basically, you have, you have been provided with a decently sized yacht that is capable of long distance transport and has comfortable living conditions on board. And also has enough room for your mechs. So we need to destabilize the local government. Uh, you could get a damn drink if you feel like it. You could get creative. You could to make something new or make something better. You could get focused to improve a skill trigger. No, I, actually, I think I like get a damn drink as taking the lay of the land if this is the hedonistic society on the on Veriton. The guy who runs it is part of the hedonistic noble faction, yeah? Yeah, I could swing that as trying to, like, wiggle my way in there by partaking. <laughs> Stranger blows into town, gets plastered, keeps his ears open the whole time. Yeah, I will say that in service to uh, Lord Jason's desires... There are, in fact, in Jasonville, a significant number of entertainment venues where you could, in fact, get a damn drink. Okay. That's what I will do. Alright. What skill would you like to roll? I'm going to swing, uh, read a situation as measure how much I can imbue before I am too fucked up to actually do this. Does that sound... Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Roll that. Good numbers only. Good numbers, Good numbers only. only. Good numbers only. Damn. That's okay. 22. Gain two from the 10 to 19 list as reserves and don't lose anything. Yeah, I'm going to take a good reputation and a useful item or piece of information. All right. Well, I gave you scouting last time, so I'm not going to do it this time. All right. Well, good reputation is easy enough. Because one of the resource reserves is reputation. A good name in the mission area, prompting good first impressions with the locals. This dude partied really hard, bro. I like how we've gone from gym rats to frat boys. Well, in this case, the locals would be the actual Basian locals, rather than the treble upper crust that is moved along with uh, Jason. And uh, I won't spoil the surprise right now but uh, they're the locals especially in Jasonville are in a situation where they are glad to have someone able and willing to commiserate with them you're my you're my best friend this guy here is my best friend we we're gonna go to Vegas together <laughs> as best friends I've only known this man for ten minutes, but if anything happened to him, I'd kill everyone in this room and then myself. Nap. <laughs> oh, God. Ape your fully work is the fucking best. <laughs> Alright. I will also give you knowledge from the resources reserves. 
an understanding of local history, customs, culture, or etiquette. Being so remote and removed from hegemony society, Bayesian culture has developed along lines that are unfamiliar to all of you. But thanks to spending some time with the locals, you have garnered some knowledge that should hopefully prove useful in avoiding faux pas and, uh, in general, making it easier to convince the other warlords to back your, uh, back your new friend, Peter Palemos. That you have. Who wants to go next? Sure, I'll go. So, Connor's been using the Prospicaller a lot. Like, it's the most used thing that Connor has used aside from a mech in this entire campaign by far. So I kind of want to try and get creative, because when you get creative, you try to tweak something or make something new. And basically, I want to try and improve the prospect collar so that it's less noticeable. Either it can be easier to hide or the disguises that it makes are better. Makes sense. And what skill do you think you should roll for this? That is a doozy of a question. I don't know if any of them actually really apply, but let me double check real quick. None of them. So it's just going to be a straight d20 because I doubt that uh, Charm, Lead or Inspire, Show Off, or Take Control are really going to apply here. I'm not a fucking engineer. I don't know how to do any of this. Yeah, this is... What's the description for Take Control? I got even odds on breaking this thing. If I break it, I can just fucking, like, get Demon to 3D print me a new one. It's no big deal. Brat. I'm sure that there will be some sort of uh, penalty. Uh, take control. Uh, use force, violence, presence of will, or direct action to take control of something. Hmm. Well, sounds like a stretch. Yeah. You're the one who suggested it. I wasn't going to try and aim for it. You are a brat god. <laughs> Wanted to at least... Uh, yeah, give me help. Try. What I can do is I can burn a stress to improve, give myself an accuracy. True. So I think I'll do that. Good numbers only. Good numbers only. Let me mark the stress real quick. Incidentally, first. don't forget your stress is lowered by five. Yes, I've already accounted for that. Shit. That is a number. Yes. That's not a good number at all. I, I told you, Colin. Good numbers only. Weren't you listening? N no, actually I wasn't. Uh, let me try that now. You're out of the high roller club. Well, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> that is the best possible result. That is a nat twenty and a nat six. Yeah, but that was that doesn't the count. Counts. <laughs> Way to waste it, man. What can I say? Fortunately, get creative is at least a fail forward uh, sort of situation, and so you don't make any progress on your project. But next time you get this result for the same project, you will have to roll next time. You can treat it as a 10 to 19. Okay, cool. Yeah. Connor just stares at the insides of this thing, goes, I have no idea what I'm doing, and just 
reads up on Conjus it, I guess. Somehow accidentally installs Bonzi Buddy on it. Greetings, <laughs> Connor. My name is Bonsai Buddy. Oh, I did not expect you to call me back so soon. But wait, what is this? I'm not getting a video <laughs> signal. No, the Bonsai Buddy is real, and he accidentally installed it over all of the other presets. So that's that's his only voice for the next mission. No, 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 no. Because that's not a... You rolled a nine. That's not the punishment, though. The punishment, is I just have to, the punishment is I just have to roll it again next time. That's the sound of somebody who rolled a nine and not a 26. <laughs> and unlike the get organized roll, this one is not free. You will need to spend your downtime ac action on this again. Yeah. That's fine. I will take... Uh... I will take having to roll it again because, like, honestly, improving the prospect collar is probably for the best. I see that using that thing a lot more in the future. Especially as you get back onto treble. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But in the meantime. Honestly, I'm glad I thought of it now as opposed to let's. as opposed to waiting until we're going to treble to do it. Jean Luc? Uh, well. My great uncle has given me a mission directive, and uh, I can kind of ply this because my allegiances are very unknown right now. Uh, I'm definitely not gold, definitely not being run by the gold faction, but outside of that, nobody has a fucking clue who I'm aligned with. By the way, I'm. I will say I am a bit surprised you didn't ask your great uncle what faction your family is in. Uh, I mean, it kind of sounded like he's got interests in a lot of directions. Yeah, honestly, that's that's what his response was going to be. Your family is not in any one faction. As a matter of fact, joining a faction as a minor noble is generally more harmful than good. Yeah. Everybody thinks I'm being led by somebody. It's not the gold, but outside of that, who knows? Could be red. That'd be in keeping with my family's whole deal. Could also be black, considering, uh, that whole fucking ruse that I pulled over on Baritone. Or it could be any of the And others. also, the presumption is that the entire revolution is a ruse. Yeah, so, um... I'm a little bit of a rising star at the moment, and since nobody knows who I'm aligned with, a lot of people are going to be wanting to be aligned with me, preemptively. So I'm going to create a network of nobles from as many factions as I can gather who, metaphorically speaking, would like to get into bed with me, and again, metaphorically speaking, milk them for all they're worth. You know, metaphors aside, those probably shouldn't go immediately next to each other. <laughs> right. Depends what you're into. Don't king shame. I'm thinking this is... So, organizations have uh, types. This definitely isn't academic or... Mm, I mean, this might be criminal considering this is a rebellion, but I'm pretty sure Namtab's organization is criminal, and I don't need oh, to yeah. overlap with that. Oh, yeah. This definitely isn't entertainment. 
depending on exactly how I present myself, this might be humanitarian, but probably not. It's not industrial. Could do military. Could do political. It's not political. scientific. Okay. Political. You're specifically aiming for nobles. Nobles are the politicians on this planet. Okay. And it's not about king shaming. It's about preserving your bed. <laughs> <laughs> so... The organization itself is a ruse. I am going to be making a lot of promises and uh, having a lot of promises be made to me and the exact degree to which I intend to keep to any of them is uh, entirely based on my own whims. Then it is definitely political. Yeah, subject to change as our cause advances and I like any given set of people more or less. This is all about me exploiting a group of people that I am starting to dislike at a very rapid pace. And as I mentioned, getting the lower nobility on board is not that difficult because they are in the habit of making shallow connections, shall we say, to opportunistic targets. And you're presenting yourself as being precisely that. Yeah, I... I'm extremely an opportunistic target. Okay. Choose a focus. Done. It begins with plus two in either efficiency or influence, and plus two in the other. Definitely going for influence here. Plus zero in the other. Yes. Is that not what I said? No, you said plus two twice. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Two influence, zero efficiency. <laughs> Actually, that's a pretty good mirror of Namtab's organization. Mm-hmm. When your organization directly assists with an activity, you may add either its influence or efficiency as a stat bonus to your skill check. In my case, influence is used when acquiring assets, creating opportunities, or swaying public opinion. Advantages gained with the help of your organization can be used as resources. Each downtime after the first, roll 1d20. I don't think I'm rolling this time. I think I just do it. I believe you are correct. Cool. I do in fact just do it. I will come up with a name for this organization... soon. Rainbow Flag. <laughs> Rainbow <laughs> Coalition. <laughs> um probably don't want to advertise that I'm actually playing all of the different factions simultaneously with and against each other. Yeah, maybe just something completely not color related. Related it at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I am like stepping into the public light declaring the awfully named Count Pupanyu is actually Jean-Luc Armand and I will be on victory I will be claiming my place as a member of the harmonic choir so honestly I'm probably going to be a little bit narcissistic with this name because it is centered around my rising prominence but I haven't figured it out yet well maybe you could name it after like a one of your weapons like plasma lance hmm do I continue to tie it to my family because or not because I, I, I have technically broken with them. Well, your great uncle did specify that uh, he will be keeping up the appearance of 
adversity in public, just to make sure you're covering all bases. Okay, but what if I, like, what if it was tied to my family in a subversive way? My, my family's sort of crest is the Valkyrie. I could call it Rogue Valkyrie or Errant Thereby Valkyrie. Thereby form the Fuck You Dad Coalition. <laughs> my dad is dead. Be nice. Fallen Valkyrie? Fallen Valkyrie is pretty strong. Our claims are, are no, I'm not doing homework. Can't make me. We know that we have to take out the trash. We do this every Monday. We get it. Okay. I will play video games after 9.30 p.m. We cannot pause this. It's online. <laughs> Dark Souls doesn't pause. Can't go outside. There's no yard. We live in the city. Where do you want me to go? What is your deal? It doesn't build character. It just sucks. It's like a hundred degrees out. Why are you doing this? If it's such a nice day, why don't you go outside? It's not a phase, Dad. This is who I am. Tucker's dad let him get his nose pierced. Why can't I? Purpose, goal, and organization details. From the noble side, get in on Jean-Luc's rising prominence at the ground floor. From Jean-Luc's side, exploit all of these idiots maliciously. We have to have it at McDonald's at least once a week. Alright. Done and done. I release another, like, big public video file revealing my identity and declaring my intent. And then on the same sort of, like, private noble net that I previously used to try and buy my family some time way back when... I disseminate a sort of first-come-first-serve open invitation on, uh, hey, who wants to who wants to back this guy? Who wants to back me? I'm pretty cool, and you should back me. <laughs> Alright. Incidentally, what is your stated intent specifically? Just that you are declaring your intent to join the Harmonic Choir? Well, previously, I my in stated intent in my last message, I think I did say, like, I'm burning this shit down all the way up to Moderno. It's obvious that you people are not running this right. So, uh, I guess my stated intent is to build that force. Build the replacements to the Harmonic Choir. Build the network that will fill in once the old rot has been excised. Place it with new, better rot. Fair enough. Anyone else have any further business? Is there anything... You know what? I got told I should do this, and I did do this before. I'm gonna send another message to my family directly. Just to my mother's private server whatever she has simple stuff no like tactical information uh, just wishing her well hoping her health is good hoping adeline and esdras are well and i mean montague also did say hey give us a heads up 
I'm gonna say that Azure interests might be hurt in the near future. Fair enough. Your mother does respond this time, but in her usual fashion of a giant load of emojis. <laughs> You're pretty sure the eggplants are referring to her garden? Yeah. Hmm. Or you have a new dad. My dad is dead. <laughs> Alright, anybody else? You know what I should do? Besides that, I should continue to be upfront with the two most trustworthy members of my team. So I will pull Alan and Connor into a quiet private meeting while I know that Johnny is busy with something. Yeah, he's been busy all week. It's kind of unnerving as you don't know where he's been. Connor's only here because Arya is somewhere currently present. So congratulations on your field promotion, Connor. Hooray. <laughs> no, Connor and I are our buddies. He's my blonde mate. Yeah. Although I know that Johnny has not been so busy because once uh, Namtab does show up to do events, I know he's going to have some amount of bone to pick with me about something. Maybe multiple bones. Who knows? I am going to get a talking to from him. Anyways, uh, once I have properly sequestered them, sit everybody down, serve y'all snacks. I'm continuing to feed you idiots because I know you won't do it for yourselves. At least not well. Nice. Fucking Connor will eat Soylent, and Alan will eat Hardtack, and that is all of your diets. I eat the MRE sometimes. Going to put some fucking vegetables in, you idiots. Also some proteins. Caviar's a vegetable, right? Not even a little bit. <laughs> yes, Connor, caviar is a vegetable. That's, that wasn't in character, but also... Yes, yes it was mayonnaise an instrument. <laughs> <laughs> So, I need you all to know something going forward, because this is going to be complicated. And if this gets to Johnny, and I am certain that it will, things may become complicated between he and I. And I would like you two to be aware in advance. Killing Penelope in that duel, in the way that I did, has entitled me to a place in the Harmonic Choir. Despite the fact that you openly declared war on them as a reason. There is evidently precedent for outsiders to the system finding some way or another to lay claim and having that claim be ratified once they enter the system by whatever means. Its people are strange. When you are born into it, it makes a good deal of sense. Right, well, continue. I am going to do so. I have already done so. I have declared my intention to do so, and I am gathering people of wealth and influence around me who believe that it would be worthwhile to back me. So it is not official. I will not be leaving here to rejoin the Hegemony's military, at least not yet, but I am a member of the Harmonic Choir in a fashion. 
Interesting. Pending. Pending. Pending our victory, which may not leave the organization extant. Suppose there's multiple ways we could leverage this for our own advantages. I have already begun to do so. Okay. And uh, I do believe you're right. Johnny is going to... Uh, he's going to flip his shit. A gentleman from the subharmonics, Nil. He is going to hear of this instantly. And if he continues to interact with us, Johnny may be learning about it, whether... Despite any efforts we put in. Well... Agent Nil has also contacted me. He has tried to get me to give him information about the leader of the rebellion in exchange for a TV show again. I'm going to string him along. And you told him no. I did not tell him no. But I also did not tell him yes. Hence, the stringing along. Okay, so... I just want to—I want to make sure that we're on the same level of understanding. Is you are going to t attempt to outwit a secret agent that has caught us with our pants down twice? I'm sure he'll catch on eventually, but until then, I can have fun with it. Okay, sure, whatever. Now that is concerning in its own way. Did he contact you? Did he initiate this? He did initiate it. How? Explain exactly. I'm going to refrain on answering no. that. Veto. Explain. You don't get to veto my decision. How did he contact you? Presumably he did this while we were here. How did he contact you here? Anyway. Oh man, I will break you. <laughs> It is a potential security risk. We do need to keep this place hidden. He called me on my phone. Demu, how did he contact him? <laughs> I don't quite remember. <laughs> Demu has my back, holy shit. <laughs> you are a computer person. Your memory is perfect always? No, I am a person first, although it, it is a bit odd. It, I, I know it happened recently. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Who in the room has a detect lie role? Because I actually want to know if she's telling the truth here, because that's very uh, important. I don't, yeah, I don't think gonna... I have a... I don't have detect lies, but I can always try and roll straight d20. Could I offer read a situation in this? Yeah. That could work. Because, like, my inkling... Like, I have a suspicion right now, but... Uh, I'm gonna wait to see if I can roll good first. It, so I'm gonna roll my thing again. I didn't roll good. You did not roll good. I rolled a 7. For a 7, I'm going to say you gain a stress. Simply because your mind is... Imagining all sorts of horror stories right now. And... You have no concrete idea of which one might be real. So, a very powerful enemy has contacted Connor in our stronghold, and Demo has no memory of this happening. That's that's great. That's I'm, 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 that is terrifying. I'm still a little hungover, but I'm gonna go have a drink. 
<laughs> the drinks here are terrible. Before you leave, there's something else to consider here. We left Johnny alone with Nil for the better part of a day. Oh, and if God, he's tried he to play you against us, he might have done the same with Johnny. Out of character, didn't Johnny straight up just cop to him trying to do that? Yeah, I think he did. I don't remember that happening, but I will take your word for it. Johnny absolutely shut Nil down, but he did say that uh, maybe you should try asking Connor. Right, but did he tell us about it? I do remember Johnny shutting him down. I don't remember him telling us about it. I don't believe Nil told you, but I think Johnny mentioned something along those lines of Nil tried to get information from me, so I sat on him. I remember that. We made jokes about it. In that case, I... Alan, I have absolute faith that any offers he sends you will be denied, but... I'm going to be perfectly clear. That man frightens me. I think he is possibly the biggest detriment and danger to our, our organization, and I want absolutely nothing to do with him. That is a very valid reaction. That is fair. Connor, outside of tying you up and just leaving you in your room, I can't stop you from trying this dumbass plan of yours. And then I get real close to Connor. But Buy me dinner first. Fucking don't. Just fucking don't, alright? And then I leave. If you're going to go drink, don't forget your snacks. I actually hustle out of the room after you with my little plate. I take the snacks. I will take the snacks. Mine is yeeted off the table. Why? <laughs> Are you a... <laughs> don't waste food. What is wrong with you? No, you weren't looking. We just had a whole mission about food. You made this stuff out of the garbage that they have in the synthesizers. I am 100% convinced. We have a supply line. Then why am I drinking awful alcohol? That's celery. Connor Elias, you will put the vegetables in your mouth, or I will put them in your mouth. Your we choice. We drink processed synthesized like alcohol because that's not, you know, necessary to be alive. Eat your celery, you child. <laughs> For reference, alcoholic beverages are included in the supply line. I'm just assuming that Connor has either very awful or very specific tastes. <laughs> Probably both. Hey, I was gonna say, that's not mutually exclusive. John Luke made Connor like ants on a log and he's just pushed him off his plate like an infant. You need vegetables, <laughs> like an angry you need protein. You need good fats. Anyone who doesn't know what ants on a log is is going to be very confused. <laughs> so just for reference, in case you don't know, ants on a log is a is a snack you make for children where you spread peanut butter in the, like a celery stalk, like a piece of celery stalk, and then you put raisins on it. Or sometimes chocolate chips, it depends. Chocolate chips and celery wouldn't go that well together, I don't think. I mean, raisins and celery doesn't go well together, Colin. It's a snack for children. I don't like raisins to begin with, so... I love raisins. I don't. You are a toddler. I would just much rather prefer have a grape. Then have some caterpillars on the log. <laughs> <laughs> I don't 
know how well grapes and peanut butter would go, though. Uh, good, because that's Fairly a peanut butter well. They jelly. taste very similar to raisins. That's, uh, Colin, we, co- we call that peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> really Fuck, celery right. is just kind of like a cruddy, crunchy bitter. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to go make some ants on the log I'm, tomorrow. I'm dead. I'm dead. Sneak them life. and give a trip report. <laughs> All right, but before then... I'll have them I with spaghettios. cleared off our business. And a so sippy cup of milk. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> let's get that boon of chaos and that boon of whatever <laughs> else it was. And Iron. Then... I don't think anybody performed any extraordinary or inspiring feats of athleticism, acrobatics, or physical force this session. What about Will? Because I didn't strangle Connor. <laughs> no, I'm afraid that's not in here. <laughs> it's physical force, not mental force. Funny cha- or chaotic moment or scene. <laughs> well, well we did just, just do all that of that bullshit. We did just do all of that bullshit. I'm just gonna mark an XP for that one. That's just a freebie. That's just we get that. No, one no, it's I, I give someone. It's not everybody who partic- participates in it. But I was going to give it to you, Abe. Thank you. You're welcome. But in any event, that's it for tonight's session. So thanks everyone for listening. Thanks everyone here for playing, and I hope I'll see you next time. <laughs>